Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back. I am back. I know I have been missing in action, but I'm back. Haven't had a show in a good minute, but I'm glad that you are tuning in live on Blog Talk Radio and also on Live Me. Today is a wonderful day, and this is for everyone, all parents, don't matter if you're a guy or a mom, because I believe that it can work either way, but mainly, preferably, we're speaking to the ladies out here who think they may be lost. No one showing you that love. You think that it's no hope for you. There is hope because today I have a special guest on. I had the pleasure of meeting her in Atlanta, Georgia, my hometown, at a women's expo. And it was like it was meant for that connection. I went to a few vendors, but her, she was the last one I went to. And she politely gave me her book, and she had the most pleasant smile. And reading her book, you would never know she had went through these trials and tribulations. And I had so much fun reading her book. Not fun in like a la ha ha way, but it was so powerful. It's short, it's simple, it's sweet, it's not long, uh, over a couple of hundred pages, 127 pages, but it was straight to the point. It was more so to me like in a present tense when I read her book. I didn't feel like any of this happened in the past. She walked me through step by step. Uh, my, um, To be honest, I haven't only finished all of it. I got to get to the end, but I am very proud of my family because my husband, even my twin girls got into it. They was like, what happened next? What happened next? Like, like they want to know, like, what's going on? What's, what happened? Doggone it. I'm tired of these men, you know, like all the stuff that she was going through, like they was feeling it. Even one of my twin dogs, she was like, I don't even want to have a boyfriend. I was like, well, I don't want to, that's good for right now. You're 12. But at the same time, you know, when you find that true love, you will know. You will be ready. Let God send him to you spiritually. You know, you want God to send you your soulmate. But it felt so good to read an actual book because I don't hardly read as much. I get a lot of, but her book just really, it was something about it. I don't know what it was. Maybe because it was short, simple, not a lot of pages. Maybe because um, I feel that she's a female like me, uh, um, another millennial. I don't know, but her book, I was very intrigued with it. I, I loved it. It was, it just spoke in so many ways. Even my husband said he loved it. He's a man. He doesn't do a lot of reading, but he felt really powerful. He felt it spiritually. So without further ado, I like to bring Deshara Bridges on, who is the author of Journey of a Single Mother. She was raised and born in the city of Rochester, New York, where she was voted 2018 Best Author. She also graduated from Monroe Community College, and she obtained a degree in entrepreneurship and applied business. Her success in pursuing a higher education resulted in her becoming the CEO and founder of JOASM, which is an organization that helps promote unity, growth, motivation, and empowerment to women. She's a single mother of two children, and she wrote, she really did. She wrote about her real experiences in this book to inspire her readers and let them know that they can overcome any obstacle that life may bring. So, without further ado, I like to bring Deshara Bridges on. 
Deshara, thank you so much for being here with me today. I really appreciate this. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes. I mean, your book was so inspiring. I, I'm not going to put it down, and I love the fact that it's a book. I didn't have to read an e-book because I love books in my hand. But I felt it was so much more in present tense than actually going in the past tense the way you wrote it. I felt like this was happening right now. It really caught my eye. I was I was getting pissed off the fact of, like, wait a minute, hold up. How are you going to do this to her? Like, <laughs> it really yeah. made you want to go home on somebody. <laughs> I got, and I felt, I felt where you were coming from. I, I myself was a virgin until the age of 18, and you felt that you knew everything. Um, for me, I felt that I knew yeah. everything, but your situation was a little differently. That moment, it wasn't, it was so different from mine. I, I was kind of ready. I was peer pressured a little bit. I was like, I'm tired of being a good girl. I'm tired. Of, <laughs> I, I want to do okay. what other people do. <laughs> but your situation, I'll just say, your situation was different. This wasn't a moment that you wanted to give up. Um, what was yeah. the, what was that experience like? Because, I mean, we we you talked about it in the book. You know, you were afraid for your life. This was supposed to happen um, with you and Terrell. Yeah. Yes. So that, I honestly, to this day, I still think about that. And I just, that experience was I, the most traumatic experience for me. Well, kind of, besides just talking. But, you know, because I was young and the mind of a teenager is different, you know, me as a woman now looking back, of course, I probably would have, you know, said I would have spoken out more like, I don't want to do this or no, you know, but as a teenager, I was so timid and I was really afraid. So when that happened, like, I just felt like I I wasn't the type, I didn't fight, you know, I just cried and said stop but I didn't know how to like really make this person I didn't really know him you know like I just was at the wrong right. at the wrong time so I didn't know he looked at like he was I don't know possessed or something that's how like he looked to me and I was scared so I um I really didn't know what to do and like I said in the in the um book my cousin she was out of it. Everybody was out of it, and I'm the only sober, vigilant one. And so it was just a fearful situation. And then after, I just, I just laid there, and I just, and then I got basically degraded again after with by someone else that you know. But it was it was a hard situation. I didn't know. I never wanted nobody to know what happened, and I never wanted to talk about it. And then I remember walking home the next day. And just talking, I'm like, should I tell people, like, I'm just deciding what should I do? Should I keep talking to this person? Because he took my, took that from me. Like, that's what my mindset, I'm like, because I'm supposed to be one person. But, you know, I was a child then. So that's the mindset of a teenager. So I'm like, okay, or should I just never talk to him again and just act like it never happened? But something told me to keep on talking to him. And I, I might as well now actually start indulging in that. That's what my mindset was, and that's what I did. And I never talked about it. Like I would joke, I would joke with my friends and be like, you know, he's raping, right? Like I would like play around with it and like see what people expression. I'll tell him too, like, you know, you did that, and I he'll be laughing. And I'm like, but I really was crying out. I really was like, okay, I I really felt that's what happened. But it wasn't until probably 
almost 10 years later that I really remembered and I really got help. And I really, like, talked to someone about it because I put it in the back of my mind, act like that never happened. But it wasn't right. to me. So, exactly. And that, yeah. Yeah. You did the right thing because we do. We bury stuff. But I had another guest that went through child sexual trauma. She said she did almost like you. You know, you bury those things. But this actually happened. It's not you can you can make it look like it. Then you could tell the story over and over and try to um, change yeah. it up or but it, it it happened, and I'm glad she did seek that type of help. Um, and for you to have to experience this again with Denzel, I mean, I, I'm sorry. When I saw when when I first saw Denzel, because I love some Denzel Washington, I'm like, yes, I'm my mom with Denzel Washington. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, we ain't on Denzel Washington. We talking about Denzel. Yeah. But I was like, hold hold up. Now here he go again. Here you thinking yeah. <laughs> one person he's supposed to be all different. He come in on a shiny white horse, and here yeah. he's with the bull yeah. dog too. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> like, really? You doing this one and saying bull dog? Cause you know you was dirty, Denzel. You was dirty. Oh, nasty self. Yeah. No, you gave somebody yeah. something, and they know they be wrong. They yeah. do. They already know. These guys know what they did undone, and then they want to put the blame yeah. off on you like you got the issue. No, it's you who got the issue. They play that psychotic role. And I thought about my other friend yeah. because she's going through a divorce with her husband, and he has this psychotic role. He'll do one thing and then lie about mm. it. He said it's a custom behavior, and, and, and it's tiresome. Wow. Like, but um, I know what I wanted to ask too, Shay, because throughout the story, um, this guy Greg just was getting on my nerves. Did um, yeah. Uh, I don't want to give the ending because I have it all the way. I'm almost finished because I like to get every part of when I read. I like to get every part while I just tell him. Do we get Greg? Did anything happen to Greg? Nothing happens to him. I, nothing happens to him that I know of, honestly. Like like I said in the book, like I've never seen his actual face. I just know his height, and I, he always comes in the dark, so... I don't even know what this man looks like. Three. He's at the time he was like fifty five. And I just know his name. I know his address, but I'm not gonna go to his house. You know, right. I don't know what the police told me, what the police report says, 'cause they they found him and they tracked they like ran after him and did all of that. But because I never I, I don't know his face, like <laughs> I don't know who I don't what? know what he looks like, honestly. And that was weird for me too because this is a guy who stalk who's stalking you. The police ran out to yeah. him, and then all of a sudden, it's like they retracted everything when you call yeah. him. Oh, well, you haven't seen his actual yeah. face. But wait a minute, you tracked him down. You gave me the information. I don't. I was so confused by that. Like, right. hold up, why we been twisting this? It's all against Shay all of a sudden. You the one called him. Now all of a sudden, she called and said this man's still doing. Oh, wait, you ain't seen his face. Wait a Come on, girl. I'm saying yeah. your book hit me because I was getting really pissed off. Like, come on, dude. You yeah. you called him and then I said you're gonna tell me you're gonna flip the story. Oh well, you haven't seen this face. That's not what we can do. Well, come yeah, on. Yeah, they looked at me like I was crazy. I'm sorry. Right. Sorry, all my like, treated. It was awful. Right. Sorry, my Caucasian like... people who are on this. Um, I'm sorry if any Caucasian people are listening, but you know it's black people. We don't open doors. We don't open doors. Right. I ain't open no right. door for nobody. You Never. know, y'all always like to open up doors and stuff. <laughs> I'll be opening up doors. You got to go and explore and find out what that noise is. I'm not opening up nothing to find out any noise. Never. I'm going to go back here. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. You don't want him to go see his I'm never, I will not. Like, all I've seen was some big old eyes and a black old face and, like, looking <laughs> at me. That's all. I, I don't know what he's been <laughs> But you know what? That's when I read I that part, um, when I read that part of your book, I wasn't even thinking about a, a, a human form. I thought about a spirit form. Um, took me back. Mm. I was like, wait a minute. Could it have been, was she saying a spirit? Was it a form? Was it a visitor trying to get to her to tell her something? When I first read that part, but then when I kept reading Falls, I was like, oh, it was a stalker. Okay. You know, and then I got pissed right. off with the officer and everything. Um, now, Shay, in the, in the story, in your story that you're telling us, you had two miscarriages. Did, did they ever, doctors ever come to you and tell you why you were having these miscarriages, why your body couldn't hold a pregnancy? Was Honestly, I think about it now. At the time, I really feel like it was God showing me, like, you, basically, this is not the person for you, and you don't want to be right. attached to that. You know, like, as a grown, like, a woman, like, that I was, that was, like, about five years ago. So, as my mind now, I see why. I see the things that I still have to go through with this person. You know, so it's like, I know God was trying to save me from that. He knew. He knew I didn't even want kids, and I didn't even want another child. But being yeah, in love, where you think you're in love with somebody, and they're putting that in your head, like, mm-hmm. let's have a baby, let's have a baby. And then you keep right. losing the baby. And then I'm like, well, then I started to want a, a child again. Like, I started to cry when I seen babies. And I'm like, I just, right. I just felt so emotionally, like, messed up. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, now I'm ready for another child. I mean, my son is a blessing, of course. Yes, I love him so mm-hmm. much. But it wasn't the right timing. At the, I feel like God wanted me to really wait for my real husband and not have to go through the hardships that I'm going through even now still, c- continuously. This, it it, it right, isn't I'm, just a, you had a child. This is a forever thing now I have to deal with, with the other parents, right. you know, so... It's sad, honestly, but, you know, I had chances, but I did not take heed for that. Right. It is. It's it's emotional at that state of point, but like you said, God had his reasons for that. And at that moment, we don't be understanding. Why am I going through this? None of us do. When we go through something, sometimes we don't be thinking right at that moment. God may got his reasons. We just be like, okay, this has happened, da, da, da. But you said it so perfectly. God had his reasons. For for that mm-hmm. happening, and my stepdaughter went through the same thing, and her doggone boyfriend cares nothing. It, it's similarities to what you said in your story. He didn't care nothing about her. Um, she's been mm-hmm. knowing him since she's sixteen. She's thirty two now, and it's like, why do you keep repeating this behavior? I mean, you you getting a little right. too old now. You you thirty two. You should have learned a long while yeah. back that this man is no good for you. And then what gets me is he tells her she sounds pregnant. Then I mean, because you, you stay with me for one, which I didn't approve of that. I'm like, how you going to get pregnant and you stay with me? Um, then you lose the baby, <laughs> and and that's mm. it. And it's like, okay, we still don't care about you, but you still following and taking along behind them. Like, wow, I, I don't right. get it. I, I don't. What is, the, what is these men saying to these women out here to get them to curl up to them? See, what I, what I liked about you, Shay, you was no fool. You had the sense. You was no fool. No matter what they told you, you had your sense and like, wait a minute, this is not right. You're not gonna keep playing me. And then yeah. you you had your backup, which was God. You had your backup. She had her G O D baby. Yeah. She had her gangster with yeah. her. 
and that's what you have to have because he spoke to you to tell you, hey, this going to be all right. And he was, it was a face test. Like how how strong are you? You went through the you went through the cold yeah. with your baby. You had no car. You had to yeah. walk. You went through the rain. You don't went all over. And that's what I'm talking about. That's that's encouraging. Here myself, dog. You couldn't. Yeah. We had to force her to go get a job. You know what I'm saying? We we had to keep telling her, yeah. my husband, I go get a job. But she was young. You knew I need a job. She, you knew I need a yeah. place of my own. I know I needed money. You know, you were smart already. Yeah. You just went through a bad ordeal, bad experience, and we all go through it. Don't mean that. And nobody's perfect. That's why I tell you, we all got our imperfections. That's why I even tell my daughter to this day. We all have our imperfections. Nobody's perfect. If you're perfect, then you should be God. But you you learned the lesson, and I'm I'm so happy that things did work out for you. You know, you had people still in your corner, no matter what the other person was trying to do to tear you down. And I admire that about yeah. you. Now, as being a single mother, have have you ever felt that that judgment from others? Yes, definitely. All the time, still to this day, you know, and they don't know who I am, you know, so it's right. like people will look at you. Even, like, I remember um, my daughter, so we lived in the inner, inner city, but it was a program, so basically you can, it's like urban-suburban program, so if you live in the city, if you get chosen, your child has to get chosen out of a lot of children to go into a suburban better school. So I remember oh, yeah. my daughter got chosen to go there and I had to have a meeting and then like they literally like it was it was the principal which she was nice and then it was another African-American lady and that's and it's sad but and she was basically telling me all the ropes of how this experience would be and then like she looked at me and she was like are you a single parent I'm like yes but this I just released my book and everything and and it was like she was like well you know just because you're a single parent, you you gotta you gotta teach your child. You got you can't be not coming to the parent teacher. It's like she put that stigma on me already because I'm a single parent. I'm like I come to all my child's events. I make sure she re- she's reading, you know. But she don't she doesn't know me. But she already placed that upon me. And honestly, it hurt me so bad. I literally wrote a letter to the principal, and I just I gave her all my information. I told her to look me up. I said I am actually an activist for single mothers. Like I don't. This is this is the reason why. This is why because how people get are are treated because you assume, you know, we're a certain way, and that's not the case. So that was one of the major um, reasons of why I just felt so hard for single mothers. I, I know, and and you know, sometimes I get teary just thinking about you doing this alone. You had to. And, and is it annoying though when people pity you or give you sympathy? Yes. Well, I honestly, like I feel like I don't even get that kind of sympathy like that. Like I just like my parents and all everybody. They just they look at me as like the strongest person in the family. Honestly, like my mom, she's like you're just so strong. Like she doesn't even. She'll help me if it's needed, but she, no one, like, I'm not, I've never been, like, I don't have, always, I have my kids with me 24-7. I don't get, I don't get free time. Like, I can't say, Mom, I just need a break. She was like, you better take your kids with you. <laughs> like, you know, like, she's not, she's not like that <laughs> at all. So I never really had that escape or that even be to look at as if, oh, you're not, strong or you you need more help like I've never been looked at like that for some reason of course I wish I would have had more help from people you know right. but 
I've never really been pitied like that. Maybe because I'm so ambitious and, you know, like I don't, I don't know. I really don't know why. I don't, you know, it's just God. I think you just need that strong. You're a warrior, Shay. I will say that you are a true warrior. And, I, I, you know, doing that, you, you understood the sacrifice. You understood what it was like. Yeah. But not one time in that book did you give up on, you know, your daughter. That was part even if you yeah. mentioned about that guy, hey, my daughter back there, you know, it was in and out the book. Hey, she still spoke her daughter. It was a self it was the center of her life, and now you had the other child, and that became the center. Um, how has, in what ways, motherhood changed you? Motherhood? Yes. Well, I would say it changed me in a big, I mean, dramatic, dramatic way. Like, I, when I was younger and a teenager, you know, I was, before, you know, I said in the book about me clubbing and drinking and like, doing all of that, like, I was really, I feel like my life, it, it could have went two different ways. Like, I could have been, you know, a, had my master's right now. I could have been if I went the right route, but I really don't think I was going that route. I think I was going the route of really really and, and partying too much. So when I had my child, it really made me look at life differently. I couldn't, and like I said before, like, my mom she didn't really, she wouldn't just watch, she did at first for like the first year, but after that, like she wouldn't just watch my daughter to just go and have fun. So I literally had that responsibility that I had to be in the house. I had to try to work. I had to try to go to school. You know, like I had to finish college. Like I had to do these things for my daughter. It wasn't just about me. So it just, it made me be a woman. Like I was always a mama's girl. Like I was with my mom 24-7. I probably would have never moved out, honestly. <laughs> I probably, probably would have never did that. But me having a child, like I'm like I'm a mom now. Like I'm a, I have to be a grown up. My mom can't make my appointments no more. You know, like I'm a woman now. So it grew yeah. me up. I totally can relate. I definitely can relate to that because when I got out of my mother's house, like, oh my god, because I was the only child. My brother was never in the house. He was way older than my mom. Would cook, clean. She um didn't work. But he always clean, kept me up, did my hair. So when I got him, I was like, oh, my God, what is what is this? Now I got to cook. And then when I had kids, I'm like, oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't do things that I'm used to doing, which I didn't do like I did a lot. I ain't do all that. But I was starting to get into video games with my main thing. My mom was like, look, child, you a mom now. Uh, I'm not watching your kids. <laughs> you better get over here and put them games down. Yeah. <laughs> get over yeah. here because I got two of your girls. She was like, I'm not doing this for you. And so I definitely <laughs> can relate. You know, motherhood is a big decision. I told my daughters because they 12, like I said, and it's a, it's a big decision. But reading your book and listening to me read it aloud, my twin daughter was like, I, I, I'm not ready, Mom. I don't want to have any. So well, that's a good answer right now. Yeah. Um, let's wait a little longer, yeah. maybe six or ten more years, and let's see if you have that same son. Keep it, keep it yeah. up right now, though. Yeah, you know. Oh, um, definitely. Right, because I, I really want to make sure that you still have that same decision in your head that, hey, this is not the road I want to go on. I told him just besides that, you got to look at sexual transmitted diseases. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I was different. You get someone go rushing to I thought and I always get on them. People gonna say you're beautiful every day. I tell you that. You are beautiful, both of you. But don't let that mm-hmm. don't let that stuff go to your head so quickly. Um anybody can tell you that. And they'll leave you in a heartbeat. Yeah. So you wanna be very careful. Right mm-hmm. now, don't even focus on you. Um, Shay, yeah. what advice can you give to other women who are about to be single mothers? I would say put your hope and trust in God because at the end of the day, like if I didn't have God, I don't, I would not be here because I was really, be, I was really gonna do some crazy things. So I would say pray and really just know that He's the Father to the fatherless. You know, right. you don't have to depend on men alone. Because with God's help, I'm telling you, you can get through. You can be the boss you want to be. You can do anything that you desire to do. Keep hope. Know that your dreams, they aren't aren't dead because you have a child, you know. So I would just say just keep positive, stay positive, and stay around positive people. Great advice. And don't feel ashamed, ladies. It's it's always seek help out there. I mean, I know some people feel, oh, I'm a single mom, and you know, people gonna look at me. You got, you have, you do, but you know what? Yeah. The ones who judge me got more issues than anything. They always find something to judge. Hold your head up high and walk proudly. I mean, things happen. Yeah. You could be a single mom. The next day, you could lose your husband, be a widow. You know, so things happen. My yeah. mom lost my mom when I was seven, so she had to end up raising me on her mm-hmm. own. There was no help. Mm-hmm. Um. So so things th- so things do happen. It's, you don't never know people's story until you actually sit down and talk with them. And that's why I'm glad Shay, you are here giving us this advice. But what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a short commercial break because we want to get into talking about. Um, if I'm saying it correctly, Shay, do you um is there as an acronym just J O A S M or do you have a? Is it pronounced some a, type of way? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. It's a it's Troasm. So okay. So when we come back from this commercial break, we're going to talk to Shay about Joasm, um, more on her book and where you can purchase this book from. So please do not touch that dial. We will be right back after this short commercial break. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Talk Radio, baby. You wanted to see me? Yes, please. Have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team, but... I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. We want to hire you. You're you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. All right. I'm having the pleasure to, if you're watching the replay before I start back, 
Please make sure you share it with your friends and family. But I have the pleasure of sitting here with Deshara Bridges, who is the author of Journey of a Single Mother, and her book is real as it gets. It's short, so it's, it shouldn't take you as much time, and it's not complicated, but it's so intriguing. It takes you right in, I'm telling you. And I, and I mentioned earlier, I love the fact that it's written in a present tense moment. It feels like it's happening right now. But, Shay, I will have to say um, – you really got me when you told Denzel off about, you know, having that sexual transmitted disease. Yeah. <laughs> oh, up, brother. I mean, because he was trying to chomp it. I mean, because like I said, I feel like in this book, as I said, because you know we use the word chomp. Chomp, chomp, shut off. Hold up. Let me tell you something. Why are you trying to act yeah. like you're big and bad? Brother, you got this. You want to come and get these? I got yeah. I got your medicine. Why are you there like... <laughs> They got me cracking up. Here it is. (laughs) Come on and get it. Like, I mean, you want to dump somebody and then leave me, but you was also excited, wanted to get somebody pregnant, but then you want to bounce. You okay? So you want to play like that? Like, Shay had to come back from. She, I told you, she had her gangster with her guy. She was, she was coming strong. She was not giving up in this (laughs) book. Like, hold on, this was a crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, like I said, I'm just thankful that you that you gave the situation to the Lord. You did, and it takes it takes a lot because He hears our prayers. He just be waiting. My mom used to always say, "He just waiting on us." He already He already know you coming. He just yeah. waiting on you. You still there? I'm I'm glad you came, my yeah. child. I'm, I got to get myself together. Yeah. I keep telling people that um, I need to get myself definitely back into the Bible. You know, because. You don't want to walk around yeah. here with the fake faith. You got a lot of people be talking about fake faith. Oh, Jesus, this, this, and no, all that. See, me, I'm a yeah. mess. I, what I need to do, I'm not going to step there and be trying to preach no word. Let me go in there and talk about no Genesis. When I don't know nothing <laughs> about no Genesis. You know, I can't do that. I'm not going to sit there and do that because yeah. I even had one lady try to make me speak tongue. I'm like, I can't speak tongue. Tongue is not something you play right. with. You have to be. You have to be yeah, her holy holy spirit. So I'm up there doing some blah 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 and I tell the kid and I am like, wait a minute, this don't even feel right. She was like, No, go ahead, yeah. just open up your mouth. So I'm like, Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and but then I told my co I said, Well, she tried to make me speak. Turn I said it didn't feel right to me because and she was like, It didn't feel right to you because you wasn't in the spirit. That's a connection with the right. Holy Spirit. You can't just go yeah. around speaking tongue. I knew like, someone's right, talking about just speak tongue. No ma'am. I might don't know my Bible yeah. as much, but I'm not looking at how like I'm so confused. It don't sound right. She's talking about just open up your mouth right. and it's gonna come to you naturally. I was like, mm, no, that don't mm-hmm. feel naturally. I mean, I'm looking because I always yeah. wondered what people was doing in church. I'm like, what are they doing? Why are they speaking in such language? I don't understand. And she was like, just speak. I'm like, no, I'm not feeling that. So I was like, that sounds like yeah. fake faith. So you trying to get me to do something that's not yeah. right. Before, Only, everybody don't have that gift. No, everybody don't have that gift. And I and I want that gift, but I don't want it that way. I want it to be an actual spiritual connection with the Lord, um, right. even get my daughters with that connection. Um, you know, it would feel grand. Like I told them, if you feel that you want to go off on your own and have your own belief after you do your own research or whatnot, you can. But I definitely want you to have that connection with God always. Um and I run into a few people who say, I don't believe in that. And God, I'm like, wow, I, I, I'm I, not understanding. Um, 
that. Right. I mean, I, I can understand, but I, I don't know how you don't think it's no higher power or who, who's doing all this. Yeah. Where, how do you think you woke up? I, hey, but each to their own, I don't knock anyone from their own beliefs or what they don't believe in. But before we took a short commercial break, we said we were going to talk about Joe, Joe Azum. Did I say it correctly, Shay? Joe Azum. Joe Azum. We oh, want yeah, to talk a little bit about that. I, I know I gave a little bit about um, it's an organization, but um, Shay, if you could give us a little insight to how this came about and what is it um, in connection? Okay. So, yes, Joe Azum is an organization that – so I've been basically – I always since, like, 2013, I okay. had – so when we lost our church – all the ladies, I feel like everybody was just going their own ways and just lost. Oh, no. so I said, you know I what? I was so sad about yes. it. Yes, that was a really sad time. And everybody was just going crazy, you know, going back to all the things that they used to do. So I said, okay, God, I'm going to have, like, ladies' meetings in my house, and we're going to talk about God, and we're going to pray, and we're going to, like, stay connected. So I've been doing that. I'll have those. And... I'll have those since 2013, and then when I released the book in 2017, I just looked at the acronym. I just said, I was like, Joasm, and I was just like, that could be the, it could be because I tell my truth. Like, we tell, when we have these ladies meetings, like, we talk some deep stuff. I mean, we talking about things that we never told each other. We crying, we're praying for each other, we're telling our true stories, and then I thought about my book and how it's my truth. So I said, Joasm, like, let me just put the name to the organization, the group that I already have, and we tell our story, we're telling our truth, like, we're praying, we're, we're, we're powerful women, like, we've overcome so many things. So Joasm, we're, we've over, we're overcomers, we're, we're prevailing through many obstacles. So that's how Joasm, the name Joasm, everything came about. But it's just an organization of women that have, I mean, these women been through so much, and hopefully soon I'll be having an event. And they'll tell their testimonies because I've got my story out, but the world needs to hear their stories also. So that's a little bit about it. Oh, awesome. Give them a chance to open up, speak their mind. Is this, Shay, how far have you gotten the message out? Is it going nationwide with the organization? So I have, It's. I, I mean, I'm on social media, so I have different people from everywhere on my social media and we are not we don't when we have our meetings we don't really do it live or anything like that it's just because like I have they say so many really deep things and like I'll put pictures up and I'll show certain things but I won't disclose those conversations you know like it's stuff people never spoke about so right now we are based in Rochester but I really think one day soon, probably, we will be traveling and telling our stories around the world and getting others on board to be a part of Joasm and tell your truth. Like, I know I have some women that want to tell their stories. I'll probably put it, like, on a website or something like that, especially if you can't, if you're not in Rochester. But mm-hmm. right now we are just founded in, in Rochester, New York. But I do want to come to Atlanta, you know, because I did want to um, relocate there. So, you know, maybe yes. we can do it. Yes, it <laughs> yes. was a pleasure just meeting you. I said that, that must was a moment because 
I love doing my radio show to open up to so many guests and let and have all these different interviews on. I as I always tell people, I don't broad my show to one thing. Anybody can do politics. We can talk about that all day. That's enough drama. We can talk about sports. Don't want to hear it. I'm waiting on football season, so nothing else to talk about. <laughs> so I prefer to have, I said, well, let me go a little different angle. I want to be the show that has all different types of topics and not just a debate. It's not, I don't want to do that. I want to do something more conversational, relaxing. So I thought of this, and I went to school for communication media studies, then swing it that way with news reporting. So I enjoy doing what I do to and it feels good when I get emails and people tell me, hey, you really inspired me. I want to be on your show. And I'm like, great. That's awesome. It feels good to add value to people's lives. And I feel that I'm doing this and I go live now so other people can hear the message because it's always someone out there who's going through that. And sometimes you don't have an answer. You don't always have somebody in your corner. Like you said, Shay, you don't have people yeah. in your corner all the time to really help you out. So it, it feels good to get that support, to hear from somebody else, a beautiful woman, two beautiful kids, went through a struggle, probably wouldn't be able to tell unless you heard and sat down and heard her story. You actually have to hear her story to know that she went through and she keeping a smile on her face. Can't tell that you ever went through anything, Shay. It's a a beautiful story. Um, How old are your kids now? So my daughter is nine. My son is, he'll be four in August. So they're getting a little older and again and again older. <laughs> so yes. Have you heard anything from either of the fathers? Yes, they're you know, my daughter, um, father, he just got out of prison around October of last year. So he's been trying to get it right. Um, his dad I hear he's around also, you know, he picks him up like once a week for a couple hours. So honestly, I can say that time is getting better. It's getting, um, I feel like I had to go through that, you know, I'll say that nine-year period. But it's like Mm -hmm. now after the book release, I don't know if they read the book and now they're trying to get it right. Like, I don't know what happened. (laughs) But like, (laughs) it's gotten a lot better. You know, so I, I maybe I had to tell the truth for people to get it right, you know? Right. And if they haven't, they definitely need to know um, because it would shock them of their behavior if they actually seen yes. how you wrote yes. it out. Oh, really? Was I yes. that dog? Yeah, you was a dog. Yes, honey. Yeah. I'm going to do you like, and if yes. I could do you like Jada Pinkett did on Low Down Dirty Shame when she knocked the heck out of that man, then after I would do you the same way for shame. Sure, Trina, I'm like that. You know, boy, we just got to sit together. We, especially back when we have to sit yes. together and power each other. We're so much downing one another. Women in particular, oh, you this, you that. We so quick to be judgmental. No, stop it. Let's yeah. uplift each other. So what? You made a yes, mistake. We're going to hold our head high and we're going to keep it moving. I tell my dogs that all the time. You made a mistake. That don't mean that you, you give up. You knock that chip off your shoulder. And that's what Shay and, I, and that's what I felt throughout the book, you know, and I got to finish reading it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to give any details. So I advise all you listeners, you better get your own copy because I got my eyes on it. And it's, it's, it's yeah. good. I got some more pages to go. I know my husband back here, he's listening to the interview. He's intrigued. He's ready for me to finish up. I kind of don't want to finish up because I know my daughters, I know they're going to be upset because they kept asking, Mama, what happened next? What happened next? 
Yeah. <laughs> I feel good because children don't read. Mine in particular don't read a book. You got to force them, and they they yeah. smart ever, but they won't do what they supposed to. But it felt good that everybody in the household was like, okay, what happened? I'm like, do I need to get more books like this for everybody to be into? Wow. Right. Child, y'all, y'all be tuned on this one. I mean, say your book walks, and I'm. Are you planning on doing any more books, um, insignificant to this one, or? Well. Probably, you know, God told me to write that one, honestly. So if he tells me to, because he said to write it as if it was my personal diary, so I really had to tell everything. I had to use direct text. I had to use direct messages. I mean, I had to use everything exactly how it went. So if he tells me again, like, do this to Shara, then I will, because, you know, this is my life. So I don't know. If God ain't saying, I'm not going to do it. You know, but if he wants me to go ahead again and tell what happened from, five years now, the past five years, then I will do that. Um, but I know that I want to turn my book into a movie. So it's going to be a movie oh, awesome. to this. It definitely oh. is. So I'm going to work on that. That's my main focus. Oh, awesome. I can see it being a great movie, too. Most movies you'll see, girl get pregnant, she raising a child, but yours, your your story is totally different. I can't wait for that to come out. I'd be glad to actually see that. Um, yeah. um, I guess I wanted to ask you, Shay, what are some of the biggest struggles, actually, with being a single mother? Well, I would say the biggest struggles are it's it's like people have their own definitions of a single mother, and right. my definition of a single mother is somebody that basically handles all the responsibilities of a child on a daily basis on their own. Like, I can't call this person and say, can you help out with daycare? They're not going to do it. You know, like, I can't say, oh, can you pick, I I have, I can't, I have to leave work and all I have to leave because they won't, you know, they won't do it. So it's like the struggle is having to do everything on your own, having to lose jobs because of childcare and having to lose jobs because my baby is sick. He keeps getting sick. I got my daughter. She always has to go to the nurse. I don't know why. Every like every once a week, and I have to come pick her up. So it's like just those daily um, tasks that affects me. It affects the children. Like, and that's a struggle. Financial. It can be a struggle because if everything is put on you. Like, I, my daughter, like, from her, from birth, I took care of her by myself from birth still. Yes. And still yes, is. So that's, it's hard, but I thank God for my mom because even when I could not, she will always give Christmas presents and, you know, birthday presents and help me out with the birthdays and everything. So I'm thankful for her. But, you know, it's mm-hmm. hard. It, it is. It's difficult. It's draining, you know, because you never have time for yourself to even sit down and think. Like, I'm always, I have to work, I have to do stuff, I have to do business stuff. Um, then I'm with the kids. I'm with the kids 24-7, so I don't have that free time or mm-hmm. that luxury to just be like, okay, so this weekend I'm going to do this. Like, no, when I go out of town, my kids go with me, you know? So I don't, it's no free time. It's <laughs> involved when it comes to being a single parent. That's how I feel. And I feel the same way, and I'm not even a single mother. And it's, to me, it just, being a woman, period, is it, just hard. We have yeah. so much to do, and I, I feel that same way. Like struggle, struggle is real. It is. It's real out here. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. And, and I know your daughter, your daughter's going to look at every bit of it because I'm, one thing I learned about children, they don't do as we tell them. They do what they see us do. So I try to be the best role model I can be by working, let my daughter see that I'm trying to build up a business. I try to read, you know, yeah. exercise. I want them to see everything. And it gets, it does, it gets so tiresome. It doesn't get easier. And I don't care what book they have out here. I talk to my parents. They be like, Mom, why are you talking? I talk to you because you're going to be an adult one day. You're 12. You're almost there. They don't have a parent yeah. manual. They can do all the parent manuals they want. Nobody can't tell you how to raise a child. They can't tell you when the child's going to get sick or when they're going to have an outbreak or when they want right. to yell at you or when they feel like they want to have a child. Nobody can oh. tell you. They, they can. They can, but you can't tell me of my experiences. You know, it's different. But, Shay, now you mentioned financially. Um, or either of the guys on child support at the moment. Yes, my son's father is, but that's what, $50 a month? That's nothing. No, you know, right, like, like, that's, that's right. bad, honestly. <laughs> like, it is. nature alone, <laughs> like, that, you know, it's just bad. But, that's nothing, I'm telling you. But, like, I, in the book, you'll see when I, I don't know, I hope I put that in the book. I don't know if I you did. You probably did. When he had- you probably did. Cause let me see. What child do I'm on? Okay, I'm on chapter 18, girl. I've been re. I know I should have had started early, but that's okay. I'm gonna finish this up, and I'm like I said, I'm gonna go all the way to the end, and I'm gonna put it on Instagram that I finished reading it. Everybody better else. You better get your own yeah. copy. You better read it too, cause I'm not giving you any details. I, I'm just doing a little sneak peek. You gotta get your own, cause it's too it's too good to just be giving out like that. I can't do that for you, so don't be asking questions, cause I'm not gonna do that. Don't send me no emails. I'm not telling you anything. Um, <laughs> not. But it's yes. a darn. You know what? Say it's a darn shame when you have to put a grown man on child support. No woman shouldn't even have to go today. We shouldn't even. Have to, excuse me, okay. I feel like, cause I feel like when I talk about the court system, I feel like the white man. I shouldn't have to go to the white man to make you do right. You should already want to do right. I shouldn't have to. My coworker, he always joking around. Don't shame. You got to go to the white man to get stuff done. I shouldn't have to go to anybody to get anything done. When a woman got to get to that point, then you know you need to step up your game. You should step it up, brother. All my men out here, step up. If you are a man and you know you have children, step it up. Stop that foolishness. Even my brother, I tell him that. You have seven children. They all should know each other. Wow. I'm disappointed yeah. that you got seven children because I didn't know he was a Rolling Stone. <laughs> but uh. you should get yourself together. Stop the mess. Your yeah. one, your woman shouldn't have to put you up for child support. It's sad. It really, it right. really is. It shouldn't make you feel like a man should have your head lowered down, and you should be very disappointed in yourself. Yeah. I'm talking to all of you, all you brothers out there today on the live and on this blog talk live too. Get yourself together. You should, it yeah. should not be any question. Stop the bull, John. Step it up. These children need a father. Mothers can only do so yeah. much. They need a father, too, regardless, regardless if you co-parent or whatnot. That's besides the point. But if I got to put you up in child support and make you do right, then you should be ashamed of yourself. I shouldn't, you should have to go that far. And I, I will have to say I'm very blessed to not have to go through that part for my daughters that they could see that, um, and hopefully that we can still keep going strong. My husband and I, we still in together 13 years. Can't believe it's been that long. Wow. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But, Shay, um, is there any new love in your life right now? Well, I'm actually 100% single, and I I say I oh, thank yeah. the Lord above. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> I know that. right now, and... <laughs> 
you know, I mean, if the right person comes to me with the right um, motives and everything, then I'll try out love. But until then, I'm single, I'm focused, and I'm just going to just keep going forward. I know that's right, but you're a praying warrior. That's one thing I have to say about her throughout this book. When she found church, she stuck with her G.O.D. So I believe in that. That relationship is coming for her. He's going to be the right one. And he gonna accept her for all yeah. her flaws and them and them two children. But yeah. um, for if you if you met someone who was faced with an unplanned pregnancy, Shay, and they scared and maybe considering abortion, what would you tell them? I just had this conversation with someone. Um, honestly, I've always been the type. Of course, you got. I have to say my belief on not getting abortion and everything like that. But honestly, like, sometimes I understand. I mean, I'm not going to say it's right, but you're right. sometimes you're faced with some difficult situation. Like, you don't know how the baby was conceived, you know, like, or if it was raping. You know, like, so I can't right. really, I don't know people's mindset. Sometimes some parents may even know, like, some people may even know, like, they know if they have a child, they will either, they might kill the baby. You know, like, I don't know people's mental so I don't know. I would just say pray about it because at the end of the day, like God will provide and everything. Like, but it's a it's, it is a life of this is a life right here. This is a life that you have to take care of on a constant basis, and it never ends. So I would say first, hopefully, don't put yourself in that predicament to even have to choose. So. I don't. I. I mean, they got. They have to really seek God about that situation, and you either gonna be faced with the reality of getting rid of your baby and thinking about it for life, or you're gonna be taking care of your baby for life. You know, take care of kids for life. Mm-hmm. So it's two different ways you can go. Right, and like you said, you don't know what their situation was. Could have been a rape victim, and that's that's hard now. So it is. It, I wouldn't even have an answer for that either. Like, uh, the real talk to somebody, like, what do you do if you are a rape victim? Like, that's a hard decision. But as you said, the only person who can answer that is that's a relationship with you and God to go to and make your decision because we can't can't judge anybody for what they do. So, Shay, I don't think you could have gave a better answer than that. Just stick with God. You got (laughs) to keep your faith strong. But what, um, what actually... Who inspires you and, and why? So are you saying for the book or? Just in general, but, throughout life, through all your struggles and trials and tribulations, what has been your inspiration? Okay, so I honestly, prior to me, like, coming to God and stuff, like, I really didn't have motivation like that. I never believed that I can be an author. I never believed I could be an actor. I never believed in the. I never believed in that. Like I'm from the inner city. I'm from a bad place. So I never seen success around me. I never witnessed that. But honestly, God, like I feel like He poured into me so much wisdom and knowledge and actual actual like life into me. But also, my kids, they're looking at me. Like you say, me and daughters, they, they, they're going to watch. So they're looking at me, and I don't want them to live the life that I live. I don't want them to know struggle or poverty. 
and even meet the same type of people that I've come across. Because, like, if you, like, I met these hood dudes selling drugs because that's where I came from. That's where I lived. I lived amongst it. So that's how I got into bad relationships. But I don't want my children to even witness any of that. I mean, we still live around, you know, we're in Rochester still, so we, we're we around it, you know. But I I really want to take them out and get them in a new environment. So I'll say my kids, they're my inspiration to keep going. Well, that, that should be all of our inspiration right there. Now, yeah. Shay, um, I would love to definitely ask, where can the guests get your wonderful book from? So you can purchase my book. You can actually go to my website and go to jo.com, and you can purchase the book there. I have shirts there. I have the videos of the women telling their testimonies out there. I have my book trailers on there, so that's where I really direct everyone to. If you have Kindle Unlimited, you can go just read my book on the Kindle app. You can even Amazon or Barnes & Noble, you can go to any of those websites. Well, I definitely want to make sure that you get Shay's book, Journey of a Single Mother. Um, This book will really touch you in so many ways. it's real. It it doesn't get any realer than yeah. that. She putting all her, she putting all her stuff on the table, and like I said, it 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 don't get any better than that. This is a strong woman, and that's what I admired about. I'm thankful that you came onto the show and you was able to share that with us today. And before I leave you, my guest, I would you know I always got to give you the truth for the day. And this is from one of my former guests, and she's also a friend of mine as well. The truth for the day is cast off boredom. This is a wonderful time of year to seek adventure. Take a trip to a different land, state, or visit part of your area you have yet to visit. If circumstances prevent you from taking a journey, you can still broaden your horizons through books, a class, or the travel channel. Today, plan to take a journey, whether literally or figuratively, to help you break away from your daily routine. I want everybody to enjoy the day and understand this. Hope is not all lost. It's not. It's out there. If Shay could get through those obstacles, I'll be darn, you can't. You can get through them. You stay prayed up. You keep that faith. Don't let anybody deter you away from it. You get on your knees. I don't care where you at, grocery store, bathroom, job, get on your knees and start praying. There's God is listening. He's always listening. Don't think he's not. He just be waiting on us. He's waiting on you right now. He's waiting on me too. So I'm not going to leave myself out. He's waiting on all of us. He just, he be sitting up there. I wish this child come on. I'm still waiting. But don't wait too late. Yeah. But that has been the day of my show. I want everybody to have a blessed day, and I'm going to see you this coming Thursday. I'll be back. I won't be gone for long, everybody. But thank you for listening. I'm Technisha Day, and I'll see you next time on the Blog Talk Radio. God bless. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technisha. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 